0: absolutely really proud that, that somebody within the organization has taken time to, to ask yeah. that question and secondly that he feels or she feels that uh, you know we're the best in the game when it comes to safety yeah. i want to be uh, carbon neutral by 2030 or sooner and i think that's a big commitment to, yeah. uh, we all have a duty of care for the for the world Yeah, I'm very lucky, I've got a great team, they, they work hard and uh, yeah, I, I do like detail, I do like information and uh, sometimes I'm quite demanding of them. You know, they do deliver and I suppose what goes with that is uh, praising them a little bit more often. Uh, yeah. Hi everyone
1: and welcome to the podcast. My name is Pete Hughes, and as usual, I'll be your host for this latest episode of Altrad Uncovered. For this episode, I'm joined by one of the larger-than-life characters in the business. Uh, That's Chris Abbey, our Health, Safety, Environmental and Quality Director for the UK, Ireland and Nordics. Hi Chris, uh, delighted you could join us and welcome to the podcast
0: Hi Pete, thanks for the introduction, obviously larger than life you mean my big heart
1: <laughs> Yes indeed
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, uh, let's kick off then um, uh, For the listeners who haven't had the opportunity to meet with you um, Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about yourself uh, I don't know, perhaps something about your upbringing, your family life And, and just, you know, what is the
0: real Chris Abbey all about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be careful not to perjure myself, but uh, I- I'm from a small market town in Louth, Lincolnshire. I come from a background of uh, family, uh, with lawyers, judges, and psychologists, so pretty much a dull, mundane childhood, couldn't get away with anything, so... Spain's a lot, though, Chris, Yeah, right? well, you know, it's, you uh, used, used to say to the parents, I'm just going to the youth club, hiccup, and uh, <laughs> really, so, so you'd think my career would be mapped out, and in, in fairness, there was an aspiration for me to follow on in the family uh, traits of l- law school. Yeah. Um so leave school, do the A levels and uh into into law school. So uh, I pretty much rebelled against that. All my all right. my friends at school were joining the military and uh you know, I thought it was a it was a good fit for me at the time. Yeah. But quickly realised it's uh, it wasn't a career path that I was gonna throw twenty five year service into. So um uh, I just didn't think it would bear fruit in the long term for me really. Right. Um so after doing uh, a couple of tours overseas, I met a young lady that was to be my wife, right. and uh, uh, my wife was located in Cheshire. And at that time, in the uh, mid nineties, there was a bit of a boom in work, and so that was where we we settled. Yeah. Um, so good motorway links wherever you were, so that became our base. I'm a Leeds United fan. So Worst luck. Um, my family are all Yorkshire, so uh, and uh, so Leeds was the was the club, but. Uh, my dad was a, was a staunch Grimsby Town fan, so obviously going to the first game, I had a decision to make. Um, so it was either Grimsby Town or Leeds United, but I'm a glutton for punishment, so I chose Leeds. So I've pretty much uh, been in the doldrums with uh, 16 years of hurt, being uh, relegated from the Premier League back then. So, uh, you know, I'm, we're back in the big league, we're back yep. uh, in the Premier League. I think we've surprised a few people this year, so this year's about survival. But like all Leeds fans, we, can, we can't we help but get carried away with our performances. A uh, few of the big boys we've uh, we've tested. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to comment. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> no. I've recently taken up golf, and <laughs> this is like an oxymoron, you know. <laughs> I, I did this for two reasons. One, to get a bit of an exercise, you know, some fresh air. And two, was try to decompress, and boy, <laughs> was that a mistake. <laughs> it's an absolutely frustrating sport. I mean, I think Churchill could was quoted as say golf it's a good walk spoiled and uh, <laughs> but it's uh yeah it's uh it, I, I just can't understand how difficult it is to fire that little ball straight down the fairway it's infuriating <laughs> i'll never know but uh there you go okay thanks
1: chris well that's a, a great introduction um and i guess uh, interesting journey i mean what a contrast and um I suppose I've got to ask, and it, 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 this is bound to be the question that that is on the lips of many of our, of our listeners right now. Which was most challenging, dodging bullets in the military or dodging
0: relegation at Leeds United? Which was it? Oh, uh, it's in a heartbeat, this Without question, it's Leeds United. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh I was wounded when we were we were relegated. It was a, it was a traumatic experience for me, Peter, and I'm still only just coming to terms with it now. Sixteen <laughs> years of hurt, unbelievable. Uh, you don't surprise me with that answer, Chris. Uh,
1: so, uh, so moving on, I guess from that one. Um, you're the HSEQ director across the UK, Ireland, and Nordics business. Um, could you talk us through how how's your career progressed today? And uh, probably you know in two parts really. So h- how did you get into safety, and how did you end up joining us here at Altrad?
0: I suppose really uh, no pun intended with this. I, I got into safety by an accident, or rather, I was involved in a in a major event a fire and explosion now i'm lucky to be alive to be to be brutally honest i was uh severely burnt yep. in my upper body this was through negligence and poor practice of the time eight hours of surgery so i've not always been this good looking by the way so a big shout out to my surgeon if he's <laughs> listening. he worked he worked a miracle there uh you chris you can't do any adverts on the podcast oh, sorry but, sorry but no what it was while i was uh convalescing in the in Western Burns' unit in Merseyside, there was a, there was a safety article on one of the uh, magazines and it was the uh, the five-step approach to risk assessment and uh, risk mitigation. So, yeah. you know, obviously plenty of time on my hands, you know, uh, read that. And I thought, well, that's not really rocket science, is it? We're we trying to identify the unforeseeable risks, you know, control them, mitigate them and communicate them to the, to the working parties. And that and that really pricked my imagination with that. So uh, I went back to night school. Yeah. Um, to, to get the qualifications, really threw myself into the career because, yeah. as you'd imagine, I was fairly sore and angry yeah. that, that, that uh, I'd been involved in this. Yeah. And um, so I made it my mission to to try and prevent injury from anybody else that, uh, that, wor- that works within our organisations. I first made aware of Altrad uh, when I worked for a company uh, who was an EPCM contractor. Uh, so a principal contractor, yeah. we made uh, Altair a preferred supplier for our uh, scaffolding, installation, and painting. And um, I was all impressed how they established and their, their, their presence on site, so, you know, with the brands, the culture. Yeah. yeah, I was used to watch them from afar with great admiration. And when the opportunity arose to, uh, to join the organisation, you know, I thought, actually, I want to be part of that journey, uh, yeah. to be a pr- progressive organisation.
1: Oh, thanks, Chris. I mean, that's a, a really interesting career path. You had a serious accident, which must have been pretty traumatic to get through, and then you used that experience to change things. Um, and when I say change things, I mean change things for the better. It's easy to see how some people may have, you know, got angry, disillusioned, but, you know, um, what what you did took courage and a, and a strong sense of conviction. So, you know, that's... A, i really respect that a lot chris
0: no thanks pete i appreciate that and um when somebody's involved in a in an incident like that you know some life lessons can only be learned once you know i consider myself very fortunate so if i can share my uh point of view or philosophy on uh, risk mitigation then uh i'd like to put that to, to good practice and good cause so thank you no worries Okay, um, so,
1: you know, we've done a bit of the background. Um, turning the clock forward to this year, Chris, I noticed during the first week of this year you sent out a safety reset program and you've recently launched a safety poster campaign. So, would you mind sharing with the listeners what was the rationale for that initiative and what were they designed to achieve?
0: I suppose when I took a, when I reflected on the performance of the business over the past uh, twelve eighteen months, one thing that really stood out for me is that we as an organisation, and, and I'm immensely proud of this, we manage high risk activities exemplarily well. Yeah. Uh, and the best example I'll give to that is almost a, when we're presented with a high risk environment that's new that's unfamiliar to us, we almost adopt that meerkat approach. Yep, uh, and we're turned on to it. You know, there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. But when I reviewed the performance for, for the year, what well, what has caught us out? One, we need to recognise that it's absolutely been unprecedented the challenge, and the emotional and psychological burden it's placed with COVID nineteen. It's yeah. been absolutely, uh, you know, a life changing experience for us all. But when we looked at the uh, the performance, it was the high frequency repetitive tasks that have caught us out. Yep. Yeah. You know, so almost that real familiarity with doing the task, and we're going into water pilots, um, thinking that we we know what we're doing. But in fact, really, when we when we analyse the incidents, we've become overconfident in our ability in some areas, yep. and we missed out the basics. So, we launched the Safe Start 2021 to try and p- promote that questioning mindset yep. and to. uh, just stop and reflect and reset ourselves. You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Here? Because sometimes with the distraction uh, and the impact of the virus, that was taking over our current thinking during the day. And that's not to take anything away from COVID-19, absolutely. it's a, yeah. It's been a real challenging time mentally and physically for some in the business and includes the country. But yeah. we were almost uh, desensitized to the high risk environments of which we operate in. And I suppose we want to just, just take that opportunity to reset ourselves and think. The step change this year was we got, we encouraged our work teams to actually write down what they could adopt to improve safety from their point of view. So there's a lot of, uh, of self awareness and thinking. So certainly that uh, seems to be pointing in the right direction with our current performance when we're a couple of months into the year. Uh, Okay, Chris,
1: I mean, that's really useful. It sort of puts that safety reset campaign into perspective for me. Uh, I just want to test this with you. Uh, I mean, my big personal takeaway from, from all of that is that it's about that heightened level of awareness and taking the time to, to consider the risk before commencing any activity to, to keep everyone safe. Have I, have
0: I got that right, Chris? It's absolutely that. You know, if one person that can uh, resonate and look at what we're trying to produce and what we're trying to provoke is that, if it looks unsafe, it probably is. And just ask that question. You know. Yeah. I think what I really want is to make safety personal to people, and and consider that they're all somebody's brother or sister, mother or father, and just consider would you be comfortable or putting your family member to work in that significant yeah. environment? And if the answer is no, then we want you to withdraw, yeah. ask the question, seek guidance and support. What we don't want is uh, is people to assume that what they're doing is right. So we just want that five-minute reset before each job, yeah. and that's that's all we ask. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh,
1: I can see how that, that sort of campaign that we launched in the um, beginning of the year uh, reinforces that point. So let me just turn to a question that came in via altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. And let me pre-warn you, it's a, it's quite a challenging one and it reads really as follows. I think Altrad are one of the best in the game when it comes to safety, but what are we going to focus on next to make our performance even more successful and raise the bar even further?
0: What a what a question that yeah, is. I me mean, absolutely. First, f- first of all, there's no easy ride on this podcast. Um, no, no, sure. thanks for that. But no, first, first part really, I'm absolutely really proud that, that somebody within the organisation has taken time to to ask yeah. that question. And secondly, that he feels or she feels that uh, you know we're the best in the game when it comes to safety. I mean, yep. you know, I take that really personal. That's great to hear. Yep. I suppose what we're looking to achieve with our with our strategy that we've just embarked and, and released, it, I suppose it begins with a desire to be better tomorrow than what we are today. Yeah. It's the uh, that new year five year strategy that we've put together Pete is about uh, cultural development. It's about reduction in exposure and it's about embracing technology to make our lives easier. I want to be uh, carbon neutral by 2030 or sooner and I think that's a big commitment. To, uh, yeah. We we all have a duty of care for the for the world uh, and we need to have a legacy that we hand stuff that's in a better state yeah. than than what we've received it in and we all have human beings as custodians of this planet. It's easy to get gooey-eyed with this, but it's important. Yeah, we've We've only got a finite resource to to play with. So we're launching uh, our human performance uh, initiative called ED, uh, short for Excellence Delivered. And uh, we're going to relaunch this in April uh, 21. And we're going to be issuing a toolkit on how we can help, guide, support, coach uh, the operational delivery teams on how we get better every day uh, to learn And I mentioned that I want us to be a a learning organization. I want us to embrace the unsafe acts and unsafe conditions. I really want to learn from them because these are the predictive indicators. These are the optics that uh, if we can prevent loss, damage or personal injury, then uh, I think we'll be in a better place. So with regards to the question there, we can be even better. And that's that's our mission, to be better tomorrow than we are today.
1: Okay. Great. Th- well, thanks, Chris. It sounds like there's a, certainly a renewed focus on safety for the next five years, which is which is really great to hear. I generally always ask her just one tricky question to the podcast guests. Just, just
0: one, Pete? Is it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just one for now. Um, let's see how the time goes. But here, here's one for you. Um, given you know you've got the attention of the business right now, live on the podcast. If you if you could communicate
0: three safety messages to our people what what would they be that's a tricky one just three um i suppose the real message is is that uh, we care we are people organization and sometimes that uh, that message gets lost in everything that we're trying to achieve so everything that everything that we do we're trying to introduce through through aims ed and the various initiatives that are going on the business they are designed for people yeah. And it's to make their lives easier and it's helped them to make them function to be more, more progressive, more, more successful and more efficient in everything that we do. I want people to intervene. I want people to challenge. Yep. Sometimes when you see hear the word challenge, it has a negative connotation because people don't like challenge. But if we look at some of our incidents that we've had, particularly the recordable ones, there's always been opportunities where somebody or something could have intervened uh, and, and asked the question. Yeah. So I want us to I want us to challenge and intervene and, and almost be our brother's keeper. Yeah. If we see something that's not right, then let's let's raise the flag. And I suppose that really leads into into the, what I said earlier about people taking five. I want don't want people to rush in to do a job. I want people to think about it. And if they're not quite right or they're unsure or they don't have the right kit or the right tools, then then raise the flag. There's yeah. there's nobody in this organisation that will chastise or challenge negatively. If somebody hasn't got yeah. the right kit or the tools to do the job, or even or even the knowledge or the know-how, yeah. what I find and it's, it's almost perverse. If you look at if we look at the incident investigations, the people that have been hurt are almost in their psyche of doing us a favour by carrying on with the job. Yeah, you know, in the sense of oh, I needed to get the job done. Well, actually, no, stop. You know, and I'll probably represent the the the, the exco here and the yeah. opco is we don't want that. We want people to challenge. Yeah. And uh, I think that's important. And lastly really, I really like to to hear about people's thoughts and ideas on how we change and how we become sustainable and how we protect the environment because it's all interlinked. Yeah. We as a business and our successes are only good as our people. So if their ideas can be submitted and uh, we can capture it, we can analyse them, and you know what, we'll put them forward and uh, yep. you know to, to to sign off. And I suppose that really fits into our uh, CSR initiative, our corporate social responsibility. You know, we are taking a, a real focused approach to this, and yep. it's uh, so. If there's any ideas on how we can continue improve, uh, and we can format that through the continuous improvement boards that we have around the facilities and the site, so that would be a big help.
1: Well, you did. You did rather well there, Chris, in uh, <laughs> in answering that tricky question. So uh, Thanks, a, a lot to think about there. But I, I suppose I really like what you opened up with there. You know, it's not about sort of statistics, processes, procedures. It's about our people. Um, and that really resonated
0: with me. It, everything we do, Peter, is, is about people. Yeah. Um, you know, we've... Uh, we've got a very ambitious uh, growth plan within the strategy we want to be 75% bigger in the next uh, 5 years yeah it's a fantastic achievement to be you know if you look at the world of uncertainty where we are at the moment you know for a business to to, to commit to that and we've got a uh, we've got a shareholder that believes in us that trusts us to deliver that but we'll only do that with our people yeah
1: no no completely agree that's been a really enlightening chat, Chris. Uh, you know about you, your role, and all things HSEQ at Altrad, which uh, which uh, brings me to one final question. Um, so, what's next for Chris Abbey in 2021? Have you have you a list of, I don't know, personal objectives for this year?
0: Yeah, I think I've. Um, I need to. I need to get better at uh, time management. Okay, I'm rubbish. I can relate so much. No, I'm, uh, seriously, I, I, I like the detail, and I like to know. And uh, yeah, uh, the, the team will be all be nodding their head frantically now. I like to get into the nuts and bolts of it. So uh, yeah, I need to focus on on what's important. Yeah, um, we've got a very ambitious strategy, so I need to focus on that. Yeah, it's important to me. It's important to the business. So probably the next thing is delegate more. You know, get the get the team more involved. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm very lucky. I've got a great team. They, they, they work hard and. Uh, yeah so to 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 help me do that I'll be drawing upon the the team a bit more and I suppose what goes with that is uh praising them a little bit more often uh, yeah yeah I I do like detail I do like information and uh, sometimes I'm quite demanding on that but uh you know they do deliver so I need yeah. to do that and I suppose uh, on a personal note I've taken up golf uh, I don't know why because I'm rubbish at that as well so <laughs> if anybody's got any tips on how to improve the swing yeah, that's uh, a
1: that's another podcast and he's right yeah I it think it like... is yeah
0: but uh yeah, it's um, really focus on that work-life balance. It's important. Um, I think we'll all recognise in the business that the past 12 months has has been a real challenge and I'm immensely proud, not only of my, my team and my direct reports, but all the business because what we've gone through last year to to keep the business functioning, yep. to deliver for our clients, and to deliver for our people, there's been a massive effort on that. So hopefully with, uh, with the vaccine programme that's coming up... Uh, the uh, the the restrictions of covid about to release hopefully we can all uh, focus on our work life balance and uh, make it count uh,
1: you know i can relate that uh, time management challenge is a, is a huge weakness of mine as well chris you are time and task oriented and clearly being on top of a list or or on top of any list is a, is obviously a high priority to you as for your swing well <laughs> <laughs> that's another matter but they do say practice makes perfect so uh, best of luck with that one and i guess that's on your list too
0: i need it mate thank you
1: <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately chris we've now come to the end uh, of our time on the podcast today and i want to take this opportunity to thank you ever so much for sparing your time to join us today it's um, it's been a great chat uh, chris and i've really enjoyed it so a big thank you from me
0: no peter thank you very much yeah it's been a pleasure
1: okay thank you chris um the pleasure was certainly all mine okay so in concluding i'd like to thank the listeners for the time and please do continue to send in your feedback or your suggestions for the future for future guests to altrad.uncovered at altrad.com thanks for listening